Welcome to Technovation. I'm Peter High. My guests today are Melanie Kalmar and Shamim Mohammed. Melanie is the Corporate Vice President, Chief Information Officer, and Chief Digital Officer of Dow, the 124-year-old chemical and material sciences company with $42 billion in annual revenue. Shamim is the Senior Vice President and Chief Information and Technology Officer of CarMax, a Fortune 500 auto retailer with annual revenues exceeding $19 billion. In this interview, we focus on processes and process modernization. Melanie discusses Dow's adoption of agile and DevOps practices, offers insights into how she has reoriented IT around service delivery, and gives her take on how to innovate at scale. Meanwhile, Shamim discusses CarMax's shift from a project orientation to a product orientation and why the traditional way of delivering IT projects doesn't work anymore. We also discuss how transforming to a nimbler organization has helped CarMax during the pandemic, among a variety of other topics. If you enjoy Technovation, please consider reading my new book, Getting to Nimble, How to Transform Your Company into a Digital Leader. The book's available on Amazon or wherever else you buy books. As a special offer to our CXO listeners, if you purchase 50 or more books for your team, I'd be happy to join your team for a group discussion about it. To learn more, write us at info at or gettingtonimble.com. This interview is recorded live during the MetaStrategy Digital Symposium on March 30th. And now for a word from our partner, Aptio. Digital transformation is a journey, not a destination. Technology decisions teams make today determines the success of tomorrow. That's why Aptio is dedicated to helping companies harness the power of trusted, actionable insights. It's called technology business management, and more than 60% of the Fortune 100 are already using it to speed their innovation. Learn more about how Aptio can help you connect your technology decisions to better business outcomes. Visit aptio.com. And now on to the interview. Let me begin with you, Melanie, please. Um, so, wow, what a, what a remarkable several years it's been during your time and your tenure as Chief Information Officer. Dow has been through major acquisitions. It's been through multiple major uh, divestitures as well. Uh, yours is a, an organization, uh, generally speaking, but an IT organization more specifically that has had to foster a tremendous amount of change and uh, stand up as, as well as spin out uh, a lot of uh, parts of the organization and think about the people, process, and technology implications of each of those things. Uh, I want and what, one of the fascinating changes that you've ushered in is a changing IT's orientation more towards service delivery. And I wonder if you can uh, take the story from there and talk a bit about first why, uh, maybe talk a bit about the specifics of service delivery as, as it's defined within your organization, as well as some of the, the the methods you have used in order to bring that about. Sure. Thank you, Peter, and happy to be here. Um, yeah, we've been through tremendous change over the, the last few years with the, uh, like you said, the merge of two companies and spin out of three companies, which gave us a great opportunity to drive changes and really uh, early on start driving some of our digital transformation, which put us in a really good position uh, as the pandemic hit. Um, but one of the, the key changes, I mean, from as an IT organization, we help drive change across the whole company. Uh, several years ago, um, when I took over as CIO, we put a strategy in place, which was really a not an IT strategy. It was really a, 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 a IT strategy for the company, not just for the IS organization. And as part of that, we really changed our approach uh, to how we how we execute in 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 IS. We focused on you know, the customer experience, the employee experience, and working at the speed of business. 
And we really went into our approach to DevOps very differently from others uh, that we've in that we've designed our approach around services versus products. And I think that's really based on the nature of our business and the products that we sell. Uh, and I went in and flipped everything we do in IT on its side and really created teams that are, that are accountable for delivering services cradle to grave with full budget accountability for existing solutions and anything new that they wanted to deliver their service. And, you know, our services are focused on our core offerings like customer experience services, employee experience services, enterprise system services, security services, uh, analytic services, just to name a few to give you uh, uh, an, a feel for what I'm talking about. And if I pick on employee experience services, that team really has accountability for all the collaboration tools that are used across the company, whether that's WebEx or Office 365 or really Teams and how we use that, you know, computers and mobile devices, print services, help services, uh, search, even HR services, any service that our employee uses every day. And each of those service teams really set their strategy for the year with a three-year outlook. They drive the innovation as well as the cost optimization and improvement based on service feedback. So they have to get feedback on their services. They also drive adoption and have to measure progress and, and really manage their team size. So, so everything around delivering that service. But in addition, I think the unique thing is I aligned each of my leaders to a business unit as well. So they wear a dual hat. They have a line of business and their core service offering accountability, which has really been great to keep each leader grounded in the reality of what it takes to deliver and maintain the service. And now we also have you know, digital strategies in each of our businesses that are aligned across the markets they serve really allowing a common DAO experience instead of everyone having kind of a different view and approach. So we, uh, like I said, took that opportunity. We look at it a little bit differently because of our product lines and the business that we're in, but uh, some some great change in the, in the organization. Well, it's fascinating. And I, I love that uh, the service orientation that you've talked about and and bringing together people from, from uh, across traditional silos in order to bring bring that to life. Thank you for that overview. Shamim, let me uh, turn to you. And I must give credit where credit's due. Uh, the whole topic of Nimble, uh, the, t- the title of my book, in many ways, the genesis of that is a conversation I had with you in late 2016, where as I asked you, as I often do at the conclusion of my podcast interviews, what trends excited you? You offered a couple of answers, but then you said, ultimately, if I look three or four years out, the number one trend may be something you and I can't even name today. And so I need to foster nimbleness in my organization. And I thought, gosh, what an interesting way to frame that. And you went a little bit further to qualify that. Um, I, I wonder if you could talk about the journey that you and your team have been on, uh, especially from a process perspective, in order to foster that nimbleness within the organization, such that you, when those new opportunities that we can't even name today appear, perhaps in some cases almost out of nowhere, that we're positioned well to, to pivot and seize those, uh, those opportunities more readily. Thank you, Peter. It's uh, great to be with you, as always. Uh, Melanie, good to see you. You know, one change that we could not have predicted sitting in December 2016 was the global pandemic. So that's uh, so because we had prepared for the company for rapid change, we actually were able to uh, navigate through this challenging pandemic in a in a good in a, in a, as well as one can be. So. In terms of changes that we've gone through at CarMax, uh, if you remember, 
back in 2015-16, we were a traditional technology organization that was very well run. However, the traditional IT organization was no longer good enough. We had to be a digital organization because the world around us was changing so fast, even without the global pandemic. So the approach we had taken was focusing on making CarMax a nimble organization. CarMax, the transformation of CarMax itself, not just technology, not just certain part of the business, not implement some you know, wonderful projects or initiative, but we focused on how do we make CarMax a digital organization that can move very, very quickly. So a few things uh, I would, few attributes of the transformation. And some of this we discussed in the past. One was the product orientation. Now going from a project-based to a product-based organization. And we can talk a little bit more about that in, in a couple of minutes. The second thing was talent. It's building a strong digital talent. To me, the digital talent is the technology, the engineers, the cloud engineers, security, all those folks, but also the product discipline, product managers, product engineers, user experience people, and the data science. The data science scientist is a big part of that digital talent base. And then the embracing technology excellence. I heard Melanie talk about that, DevOps culture, some of those, but more importantly, you know, the service reliability engineering, uh, looking at the continuous integration and continuous delivery. Some of those practices that technology companies do, digital companies do, we have to embrace to be a nimble organization. Data science, data is the king. We have to leverage your data. So what we've done over the last few years is build a very strong data competency by building the technology platforms, but more importantly, having the talent base, the data scientists that can create those sophisticated algorithms that can run our business. Last thing I think, Peter, you talk about in your book, is the ecosystem, because we don't have to build everything. However, we have to build an ecosystem that allows us to have a digital backbone that allows us to integrate you know, a lot of solutions and capability within the company, but also with various partners, uh, digital innovators that we integrate very, very quickly to offer new digital services and capabilities for our customers and our associates. But today, Peter, CarMax runs like a digital technology organization. We're innovating faster than ever. Our product teams are experimenting hundreds of new capabilities or experiences with our customers and our associates. And that's creating new lines of businesses, creating new lines of opportunity, and having a lot of uh, wonderful business benefits as a, as a result of that. Very interesting. Melanie, let me turn back to you, if I may. Um, you talked about the, the 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 change to the service orientation. You talked about some of the specific areas you focused on and some examples of how how services were defined, and a, a little bit about the the people and and collaboration uh, implications of that. Um, talk a bit about some of the other sort of process changes that have been necessary in order to bring that to life, if you would. Sure, and I think I need to start with you know Dow is a material science innovation company. We're a big manufacturing company. And, you know, it became very clear, I think, to more people through the pandemic, because we focus on creating, you know, products that people needed during the pandemic, whether that's, you know, PPE or hand sanitizer, disinfectant, um, IV bags, packaging, and a lot more. And that, you know, just through that that urgency to get products out, we really focused on making major shifts and pivoting our processes from being, you know, internally focused to looking through our customer's lens 
and leveraging, really using the new digital technology and capabilities to drive positive changes in, in how we work. And, uh, you know, so our focus from an IT standpoint is not just changing the processes that we use internally, but, um, you know, changing how our company operates and the processes that they execute. And throughout the last few years, we've moved from uh, really 11, what we call the 11 global, global work processes that were really functionally owned and aligned to shifting to really focusing on three main end-to-end processes around innovate, scale, and fulfill. With, you know, our ultimate goal is in changing the way we work, aimed at accelerating the visibility and adoption of our material science innovation, which, you know, if we do that well, that could uh, no doubt lead to some substantial growth. So we continue to think about our customer's journey as they go through different phases of their business, whether that's, you know, finding and learning about innovative and sustainable solutions uh, developing or co-developing capabilities to, you know, specific to what their needs are, or even their ma- their own manufacturing capabilities. Uh, you know, they have to choose who they work with because, you know, with Dow, it's not a company like Dow. It's not just buying products. It's it's also the innovation partner and who do they want to partner with, and then ultimately transacting or buying and using products and solutions, which in my mind are really just you know digital table stakes that we have to be prepared for. So we've really been focused on, you know, the tools that we can put in the customer's hands so they can, uh, you know, select us, help them select us. And, um, you know, we're also using a lot of data and signals to anticipate their needs. So our our customer-centric approach really lets us effectively collaborate and connect with our partners from, you know, formulators to brand owners and from even academics to technology partners. Uh, you know, we're now able to collaborate uh, with our customers online, uh, really seeing and hearing them live, allowing for a deeper understanding of their challenges and, you know, then working together on solutions. And a couple of examples that we've been able to, you know, leverage our digital capabilities really married with our materials development and partnering with customers like Under Armour uh, in developing their game changing, you know, uh, their new uh, Curry Flow 8 basketball shoe design and even Ralph Lauren. You know, we've leveraged Dow's EcoPass Pure to, to improve their cotton dyeing process to use 50% less water and 90% less process chemicals. So we're, again, we're, we're making changes uh, to our processes and adapting the way that we work in order to expand our voice in the marketplace. And, you know, digital allows us to amplify where we can now interact with, you know, hundreds of bench scientists at once versus, you know, the single digits where we used to do when we had to travel to different locations. And we can really more accurately target our innovation time and talent. So again, our our focus as an IS team is, you know, we've gotten ourselves through the process changes of, you know, agile and, and service uh, orientation uh, and driving analytics and focusing on data. So we can now help our businesses really go through the transformation that they need to go through uh, to deliver to uh, you know our customers in the world better. That's fantastic examples. Thank you, and thank you also for talking a bit more about the fruits of the labor of your team. It's yeah. interesting to see how that's brought to life. Thank you, Melanie. Um, back to you, Ishmeem. Um, you know, I, I had the honor of uh, spending time with you not only in your headquarters in the in the suburbs of Richmond, but also your your lab, uh, your digital lab uh, in the Shaco Bottom, just next to uh, downtown Richmond, Virginia. 
And especially there, you, you, even a few years ago, you were really thinking about things differently in terms of how to bring together non-traditional bedfellows, so to say, for collaboration, thinking more about the agile journey, DevOps. These were all necessary ingredients in making sure that you were collaborating in a different kind of way and, and akin to what Melanie just described, not a transformation of IT for itself, but a transformation of the company as a result. Talk about your perspective and how that's been brought to life, please. Thank you, Peter. Uh, you know, when you came uh, here a few years ago, we had a handful of product teams. And today, we pretty much do everything through this product organization. So that model we started out with a few years ago um, it has really been working and we've been evolving it. So the traditional way of delivering IT, right, projects doesn't work anymore. Because things are changing too, too fast. And the product orientation in many ways reminds me of about seven years I spent at a startup company as a technology leader. Because a lot of the characteristics of a startup company is really what these product organizations are all about. So a few things, for example, uh, the product or teams are cross-functional. They have shared accountability. They, are, they have a smaller chunk delivery, right? They're told what, not how. So they're tremendously empowered. So they can figure out a best way to get the business objectives done they have a lot, of, a lot of latitude to do that. And they do that through a lot of test and learn and experimentation. The way I look at them also, they're missionaries, not mercenaries. They're not just getting, they're not, they're not measured on business, like just output. They're me measured on business outcome. And they're also very data-driven. So that mindset shift and the accountability shift and getting everything done through products and keeping the, to Melanie's, as Melanie said, keeping the customers and your associates in this front and center in terms of their experience is really how product teams actually get the work done. So that has been an incredible uh, transformation for CarMax. And that has been uh, one of the reasons why we've been able to, again, go back and, and being able to transform our company so well over the past few years. And when, during the pandemic, you know, it's, it was crazy, right? It just showed up and nobody actually was prepared. But because we were a nimble organization, we worked like a product, you know, in a product mindset, we were able to shift gear very quickly. I have two examples I'll give you. So our wholesale B2B business, we're the third largest wholesale car company in the country. We're able to take that entire physical business online literally within a couple of weeks because our product teams were able to change that way. So we were able to deploy something like this in less than three weeks to the entire country. That meant all the tech technology changes, process changes, training, marketing campaign, everything else. And we're able to deploy this to the entire nation in less than three weeks. So there's a couple of examples of many why the product mindset really works because we're not telling them how to get anything done. They're very clear in terms of the goal and they know how to best go, go about doing that. That's great. Thank you for that overview. Melanie, I'd like to give you the last word. You talked about uh, the, the focus on innovate, scale, and fulfill. And it's that pivot from innovate to scale that is often the troubling one for large organizations. It's all well and good to have an innovation lab that's building all sorts of art of the possible type new opportunities, but some of them build a series of prototypes that never really turn the dials, uh, never really move the needle, so to say, for a massive uh, revenue organization like like yours, like the customers that you're working with and, and the like. Can you talk a little bit about the the methods you use and think about in order to make that that crucial pivot from innovate to scale? Yeah, again, a, a $40 billion company and, and growing. So massive, like you said, and we're we're all over the all over the globe. But uh, you know, the, the key uh, again is the first, it's the engagement and link 
with our customers and ensuring that we have, you know, that that close connection in in what they're looking for. And we have the the processes in the back office to turn that around very quickly and fail fast, innovate and fail fast with them. But then the the leap to scale is really how do we take that innovation and and build out our manufacturing capability, our marketing capability? How do we take that to market? And you know the key is the the concepts that we've talked about already in in team of teams and and making sure you have agile teams with the right disciplines working together and you're not just handing off you're really collaborating at a very different scale and you know what i always say is is giving people permission to work together it's not something it sounds like it would come naturally but it doesn't and you really have to give people permission to work together and work differently together going forward and you know breaking down the the organizational silos uh, that we've all lived in ourselves and and really focus on how do you bring the right people with the right skills in your company together to solve these problems and as you said uh, you know beat this challenge of you know taking innovation uh, to scale. Fantastic insights from each of you. Uh, Melanie Kalmar, Shami Mohammed, thank you so much for joining us today, sharing a bit about, again, these remarkable transformations that each of you have led, the the fruit of that labor, the results of it. Uh, it's been great to learn more about the methods that you and your team have used. And I really appreciate your, your, your time today. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Please join us on Monday when my guest will be Marcella Damiani, the Chief Digital and Operational Excellence Officer at Moderna.